So it's really no surprise that, you know, it's back in the driver's seat now when everyone is really fighting and yearning for how to capture uh, attention, even if a little bit of attention from an exhausted and overwhelmed and overstimulated, you know, population base globally. So I think it applies itself to media, to the what, you, what you're eating in a restaurant experience, a shopping experience, really across the entire 360 or integrated, you know, marketing, if you want to speak like a marketer, that whole kind of overarching macro strategy from everywhere your brand is going to live, there's likely ways to, you know, embed audio into those instances in a meaningful way without adding more quote unquote noise to the world. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. This is the first part of my Clubhouse recording on the power of audio branding. For those of you that don't know, I host regular weekly Clubhouse rooms on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. We talk about all sorts of things sound-related, including voiceovers, public speaking, podcasting, music, and of course, audio branding. We're also covering things like voice AI, sound in social media, and audio NFTs. So all sorts of stuff. This particular recording, and everyone here knew that the room was being recorded, so I do have permission, is a clubhouse room in my Power of Sound club called The Power of Audio Branding. I had a number of stellar panelists with me, including Gina Isham, Shez Mera, Cornelius Ringa, and Steve Keller, all of whom have been guests on this podcast with episodes all their own. Lowry Domnick from Bauer Media in Finland and Jack Monson from Social Geek Radio also joined us. The audio is presented as it was heard in the moment, so it won't be perfect. And unfortunately, there is a bit of a lag, so sometimes it sounds like people are taking a while to respond, and sometimes it sounds like I'm talking over them. That is not how it sounded to me at the time, and hopefully it won't be too distracting for you as you listen. But this discussion should give you a good look into the fascinating world of audio branding from many different perspectives, and why it's a topic and discipline that's important and becoming more important all the time. I also want to thank everyone that came up on stage to join in, ask questions, and make comments. Your participation made this discussion even better. Ultimately, if you're not paying attention to the sound of your brand, it's clear you'll be missing out. Hey, Jack. Welcome. Making you a moderator. All right. We're recording in five, four, three, (laughs) two. (laughs) And if anyone is hearing the... um... Uh, it sounds, I guess, kind of like someone is mowing a lawn. <laughs> I have road work going on outside of my house right now. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> it, it's kind of perfect for the power of audio branding. You know? Well, there's, there's I would wish work. my own audio brand would be different, <laughs> but okay. It almost sounds like white noise, so it's okay. Ah, uh, well, I'll record. You don't you don't have a lot of like... voiceovers to do this afternoon, do you? <laughs> oh, I'll be waiting <laughs> till after they're done. Oh, my goodness. Oh this my. has been going on a month, Jack. A month. It's insane. And you don't even live in Chicago. So that's no, that's amazing. Um, road work in Toronto as well. Wow. Goodness. Yes. There there are like, you know, two seasons here, basically winter and road work. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> 
anyway, we're just uh, sort of getting ourselves warmed up while we wait for a few more panelists to join us. But welcome, Elsa and Ryan, and uh, I'm going to make you a moderator, Shez. There you are. Hello. And Samantha and Auntie and Christy and Prissa. Is it Prissa? I hope that's pronounced right. And Krieg. Um, again, don't know if that's right, but I'm sure you'll let me know if you decide to come up on stage. And Lisa, hello. Welcome. Um, possibly, um, I'm still waiting for Cornelius and possibly uh, Steve Keller will be joining us. He might be a little late. He's um, running up against a meeting that butts up right against this particular chat. So <laughs> if he makes it, that'll be awesome. Um, but to get us started, um, I, I did want to do um, a couple of things. Let me just set the scene here. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so uh, I figure we'll get started. And uh, if the others join us, that's great. Um, for now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the scene because it's possible some people in the audience may not know what audio branding is. So just to sort of set this up and let people know exactly what we're talking about here, uh, the International Sound Awards, which Cornelius is very involved in and hopefully will comment on later on, define audio branding as a brand sound that represents the identity and values of a brand in a distinctive manner. The audio logo, branded functional sounds, brand music, or the brand voice are characteristic elements of audio branding. So that's what we're talking about here. And I just wanted people to understand where it is we're coming at from that. And hey, Steve. Hey, Cornelius. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to make you moderators. And hello. Hello. Uh, Cornelius, I just stated the International Sound Awards definition of audio branding. So <laughs> wow, probably cool. heard that Thanks. or not. Yes. <laughs> Sounds familiar yes, to me. Yes, I thought it would. <laughs> but I thought it would be important to let people know what we were talking about in a context that hopefully they understand. So because not every one of us works in this all day, every day, the way that you guys do. <laughs> so um, I wanted to sort of set the scene that way. But I want to ask a question of the panelists. And uh, I'm going to start by, uh, first of all, welcoming everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited to be able to do this today. And just so everyone knows, this room is being recorded. So if you come up on stage or make any comments audibly, you will be recorded. So just be aware. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to let people sort of introduce themselves briefly and let us know who you are. But then I also wanted to ask, what do you think makes audio branding such a powerful tool? So I think it's important for us to understand why we're using it and what it's really good for. So I'm going to start with Gina. And if you could introduce yourself and, and answer the question as you see fit, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to answer the question without going on for a whole hour. Um, <laughs> I know that, that was a big, that was a loaded question. So I think I'll just like attack part of it and then the rest of us can attack the rest of it. Um, but my name is Gina Isham. I have a podcast called Sound in Marketing. I am also a sonic brander and a composer as well as a consultant for sound strategy. Um, what else do I do? I have a course on sound's power and influence in marketing and I just freaking love talking about this stuff. Uh, I'm a complete nerd when it comes to 
sound and all things marketing and branding. And um, I think that, uh, I'm trying to remember what your question was. Uh, what, what is the power of it? Is that, is that what you were asking or the value of it? Uh, yeah. Um, I was asking what makes it such a powerful tool. I think everyone on the stage is aware that it is powerful. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but what um, I, makes it that way in your experience? Um, in my experience is when you fully understand what sonic branding is, and I say sonic instead of audio, and I'll explain why. Um, but when you fully understand what sonic branding is, you realize there's so many options. And what I mean by that is sonic is sound waves. And sound waves aren't necessarily music. They're not necessarily sound. They're or, um you know, organic sounds, and they're not necessarily a conversational AI uh, voice. It's not about uh, a gender or a voice actor necessarily. It's all of those things. So when you realize what you have to play with, it's just, it gives you such a huge playground of possibility in creating and molding and manipulating your brand to sound however it is that you feel will truly and sincerely personify your brand. So that's my sort of short answer. <laughs> oh, Jody, I think you're muted. Did you want yeah. to go on to okay. <laughs> the signs of our times, you're muted. <laughs> Isn't that like half of what we say when we're on a video call right now? I'm going to find a shirt and it's going to say yes, you're muted. That's totally. Great. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, Lowry, is it Lowry? Am I pronouncing it right now? Pretty okay, much, yes. Um, Lowry. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much, Jody. Um, yes, my name is Lauri Dominic. Um, I'm from Finland, originally from Germany. Um, and I work at Bauer Media in Finland, which is a, a huge German um, media company. Uh, here in Finland, we only have um, radio stations. Um, and I work there as head of audio branding. So um, I've been doing that for four years now for Bauer, Me- Bauer Media. And before that, I used to have my own um, audio branding business. Um, in Well, I've been working with music and customer experience for the past 20 years. I've actually never done anything else and I probably never will because, um, well, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. And um, what makes audio branding such a powerful tool? Well, looking at it from a uh, commercial uh, point of view, um, I would say its ability to... Um, evoke memories and and emotions would be my number one answer um, of what makes audio branding such a powerful tool. Yeah, that's very powerful. Definitely. <laughs> the emotional tuning in. <laughs> uh, Jack, yeah. Um, I know you're coming at this from a podcasting perspective. So yeah, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah, uh, I'm Jack Munson. I have a network of podcasts called Social Geek Radio, and uh, we've got about 10 podcasts now. We've grown quite a bit in the past two months, Um, three of which are podcasts that I do, and the other seven are podcasts that I produce for other brands or um, executives or somebody else who wants to have a podcast. Um, And I've been in podcasting for about 12 years and before that radio for about 15 years. So um, I would totally agree with what Lowry just said, that there's something more magical about audio memories or 
um, stimulating something from the back of your mind from earlier in life, childhood, whatever. There's something more powerful about audio than anything visual. Um, you know, maybe taste would be uh, uh, a, a, a close second as far as something that brings back memories from, you know, many years ago. But there, there's something about the power of, uh, of, of a human voice from your past or a sound effect or most importantly, probably a song. You know, you can, um, you can see a picture from something from many years ago and it, and it, it might make you feel a certain way. You can hear a song from a certain part of your life and it will just take you back in a, in an instant. And, and I think that's where audio branding really comes in to make someone remember something or, or feel something about a brand or about a a company or an organization or a group of people. And, uh, and, and I think we're, we're really kind of on the, the tip of the iceberg with that. You know, I'm, I'm excited that so many of you are actually working in something called audio branding because I think it's been around for, you know, a hundred years, but we never really called it that. So I'm, I'm uh, excited to learn from all of you on the, uh, on the clubhouse today. Yeah. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a lot to be said for that kind of thing because, you know, we're talking, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you all have the same experience that I do, but I remember the jingles from 25 years ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think all of us have these these integral memories to what on television. Yeah. You know, day morning it, cartoons. Ab- absolutely, <laughs> I, I I think the 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 biggest mistake that marketers and advertisers have made in the social media era is focusing on images and videos. Um, to the point where, you know, we look at 75 memes a day and we're just kind of numb to it, right? And, and there's, not, there's not that same connection that you have with all of these things than, the, than what you did with the jingles from your favorite radio mm-hmm. station as a kid or, you know, uh, Jody, you mentioned cartoons. You know, I, 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 can, I can name every piece of music from a Bugs Bunny cartoon in the past 75 years, right? But I, I, I can't name two Super Bowl commercials that ran this year. Can't, can't, can't remember any. It's amazing. Any, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So there, there's a connection there that um, I, I think is sort of the undiscovered Very true. Country. Yeah. I know we're all dealing with a lot these days, so I really wanted to acknowledge those that have gone out of their way to leave an honest review of this podcast. Like Hazel, who writes, Great show, great selection of guests, and provides valuable insights about the sound industry. Thanks, Jody. Thanks so much for your kind words, Hazel. I'm really glad you're enjoying it. And for those of you that are interested, you can also leave a voice review now off of the main podcast page. It's super simple, and I'd love to hear what you think. Now, back to the show. Shez, how about you? Welcome. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Uh, my name is Shez Mera. I am in Toronto, Canada, and I've really worked with uh, with sound, you know, for my entire life. Well, pretty much since I was ten or twelve years old, in one capacity or another, and it's led me down a um, <laughs> a uh, non traditional well, iterative DJ, journey. Right? But music, 
Yeah, yeah. I was I was a DJ from about 15 to 25 full time, and it paid for school and led me around the world. And that's when I really got to see how human beings uh, interacted with songs and music. Um, and so many of Jack's points before me firsthand, but I only really realized that um, as I was sort of taking off that hat of my career and transitioning into the brand and, and advertising world. Um, and that happened because you know, music and DJing led me into live events, which led into experiential marketing. And I found myself working with all these brand leaders and marketing agencies that continue to speak about uh, experiences and brand experiences and multisensorial marketing. And here I was coming from quite literally using music as a tool and catalyst to influence these human beings uh, globally through DJing. And then I saw the ad industry just ignoring this at large and always treating it as an afterthought. And uh, that's when I really started, you know, honing in on sound as a, as a means to empower brands. And since then, um, a few businesses have spun off. One is a background music company working with a lot of hotels and restaurants. Another is a, a consultancy which, you know, builds sonic identity like so many others over here. Um, and we do a lot of different things within sound, but that's how I kind of arrived here and how my passion with, with music and sound and audio um, has sort of guided me to this point. And, you know, another one of Jack's and um, really everyone's point before me, I, I very much think that the tailwinds are sort of just ramping up. And uh, it, it's almost ironic that audio is getting this much attention now uh, with all of the technology we all have at our disposal because it's a very it's a very old, really intrinsic thing, which is why I believe it's powerful. Um, you know, as Jack mentioned, it could be a song, it could be your mother's voice, it could be the narrator from a show that you grew up on. Um, there's so many ways in which we as human beings just inherently connect uh, with sounds and with quote-unquote audio. Um, so it's really no surprise that, you know, it's back in the driver's seat now when everyone is really fighting and yearning for how to capture uh, attention, even if a little bit of attention from an exhausted and overwhelmed and overstimulated you know, population base globally. So I think it applies itself to media, to the what you what you're eating in a restaurant experience, a shopping experience, really across the entire 360 or integrated, you know, marketing, if you want to speak like a marketer, that whole kind of overarching macro strategy from everywhere your brand is going to live, there's likely ways to, you know, embed audio into those instances in a meaningful way without adding more quote unquote noise to the world. So yeah, I'm, you know, like Jack, I'm here to learn, um, have the conversation and continue to be a student uh, because I think where this is all going is just going to continue. I love it. Yeah, lots of very good points. <laughs> uh, Steve, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. I'm joining you from uh, Uber in Detroit. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, almost at a, at a stopping point, but uh, didn't want to miss the, the beginning. Um, just uh, by way of introduction, I'm uh, Sonic Strategy Director for SXM Media. That includes Sirius, Pandora, and Stitcher. Um, audio has been my life ever since I was a kid, and I feel pretty fortunate that I get to uh, continue to play with sound in unique and interesting ways. Uh, to answer your question, uh, I think we've kind of touched on on the essence of why sonic branding is so important, uh, which really has to do with perception and behavior. At the end of the day, you know, what is a brand? 
it's it's not it's not necessarily the the things that we as branders put on it. Uh, it's at the end of the day how the consumer ends up perceiving it. We sometimes uh, brand intent and consumer perception uh, don't align. But I think sound is a really powerful tool in the branding toolbox because it does create memory structures. Uh, it creates emotional connections in a way that from uh, other sensory inputs, uh, it, it doesn't drive those connections uh, as well. Um, and it provides a way for uh, consumers to experience the brand uh, that's, that's different than how they're usually uh, sensing it through a lot of the, the visual branding elements uh, that are, are used. So that's, uh, that's my two cents. And um, I'll turn it over to, uh, to Cornelius. Uh, very lovely two cents. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Cornelius, welcome. Yes, hi everybody from Germany here. It's dark outside, evening, and um, yes, I tried to 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 manage um, the the battery of my cell phone. It's a little bit annoying that we still uh, only can use this wire um, smartphone, right? And I'm running out of of, of of battery, but I would like to use my cable um, ah, headphones, okay. so I'm sticking um, around. And Cornelius, just to let you nice know, there is actually so, an app that you can use on your desktop. It's called ClubDeck.app. And you can use it on a Mac or a PC. Oh. So, yeah. And then you don't need to worry about oh, your battery. Nice. <laughs> so since when? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, super, super cool, you know. So uh, thank you. This is, uh, this, this is my learning for today already in the, in the first um, 10 seconds. Um, yes, I'm, I'm Cornelius. I'm the CEO of um, WeSound. We are a sound agency in, in Hamburg and Berlin in Germany. Um, around there for 10 years now. I'm in the business since I would say maybe active as a player in the market for up around about 15 years now. I'm in the topic since 20 years. And um, yes, I'm very passionate um, about music and advertising and communications. And as we all hear, I guess. And um, all the answers so far, because now I'm, I see I'm the last one who uh, who can uh, answer this question. It's all true. It's it's all the important and most important things are already said, and I totally agree to all of my uh, um, uh, colleagues here and my peers. Um, maybe I can add something more, and and adding might be the right word. Um, audio branding for me also is about filling the gap in brand communication. So. Um, we don't have to discuss if this is superior and, uh, and, and super magical, powerful, whatever, you know. Of course, there are lots of um, um, things you can tell about sound and, and so on. Yeah? But if you want to just keep it very basic, we try to uh, um, improve our brand communications by little dots and points in the percentage. And, but there's a huge gap and the potential of brand communications, which is audio. And now brands and people and responsible managers learn uh, that they can use this gap. You have, it's, 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 it's silly because we cannot see this gap. <laughs> but on the other side, that's the magic point of it. So there's a gap and we're just filling it. Yeah? And um, so audio branding is a part of a multi-sensory brand experience. And it's becoming more and more important in the um, digital brand experience yeah? because digital still means mostly audio visual. And if you only have a visual 
brand experience, then I would say you only have fifty percent of your potential. Yeah, especially now in the age of uh, you know home devices like uh, Google and Alexa. You know, how do you differentiate yourself uh, among other people who or other companies and brands that all you're doing is hearing them? So there's got to be some way for you to be different than your nearest competitor, right? <laughs> um, I'd like to open this up for discussion. If people have questions or comments that they want to make, we definitely have a lot of very knowledgeable people on this panel. So if you have questions about audio branding, you want to know how it can be applied to what you're doing, you want some advice, um, you have some comments to make on how a powerful sound identity has worked for you, please do raise your hand and I'm happy to bring you up on stage to uh, have your say. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and uh, yeah, Alex, welcome. Thanks for joining Hi. us. Hi. Um, mm -hmm. I just wanted to add, oh, <laughs> okay. sorry, I think there's a bit of a lag. Um, so... Um, I'm a researcher for Massive Music, with a which is a creative agency working specifically with sound. And the one thing that I think could be added to the discussion with my background is sort of, I come from a science and neuroscience specifically background. And part of what Jack and others have said about this, like how powerful it is, and it's it's in our brain to internalize subconsciously the music that we are hearing and even to the level of like mirror neurons, even down to like the most sort of crazy science stuff. We, when we hear like a sad song, for instance, without thinking our brains are like oh we're feeling sad now it's not like this is a sad song on its own the mirror neurons actually sort of kick in and i think that is sort of what is so powerful about music and branding is that it's it's subconscious it's innate response to how our brains process sound at a level that can't be reached by other sensory modalities and so that what that's what got me into this field um, was just realizing how powerful it was from a science background and then seeing how that can be applied to uh, marketing. So anyway, I just wanted to add the like science oh, sure, aspect definitely. of it because I think it's thank you for so doing cool. that actually. It's a really powerful point and uh, and definitely something uh, definitely a reason why this is such a powerful way to reach people in this medium. Looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio-branding-strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website. And I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. 
If you do sign up though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that too. Now, back to the podcast. So we have Brad up on stage here now too. Thank you very much for joining us. What did you want to uh, comment about Brad or ask a question? Hey, thanks for inviting me up. So I wanted to ask uh, Gina to expand a little bit more on something. Um, that distinction you made between sonic branding and audio branding. Can you speak to that a little bit more? I had a wonderful chance to speak with you the other day and hear a little bit, but I was curious to hear some more perspective on that. Yeah, good to see you again, Brad. It was a nice conversation. Um, let me think, where do I want to go with that? It's just, I think it's, it's the limitation that I guess that's where I'm kind of going with is that, um, and I think Brad and I kind of talked about this uh, on our conversation, but uh, I feel that the marketing and advertising world only sees sonic branding as music. So licensing a big track, like a, a Lady Gaga track and, and attaching that to their campaign. Like that's kind of how they visualize what sonic branding is. And what I want them to understand is that it's more than that because they also have to pay attention to um, their the brand or the client that they're representing and how they sound on smart speaker. That's not necessarily licensing a Lady Gaga track. Um, that would be maybe the, the intonation that's put forth on the radio ads that come through the smart speakers. Uh, things that need to be paid attention to are that smart speakers may not get the highs and the lows. Uh, so you have to think about frequency. That is also part of sonic branding. Um, if you only deliver you know, like a really high pitched sound, um, you're probably putting some people off. I've heard of, um, you know, as you get older, your, um, your hearing goes away slightly. And so um, my grandfather, when he was getting older, he couldn't hear all of the words that I said, because I had a higher pitch than say my brother. Um, so all of these things need to be factored in. And on the other side of it, on the side of Voice First, which I got uh, an opportunity to become a big part of, Voice First sp spends a lot of time thinking about, um, you know, the gender or the frequency or the dynamics, um, the linguistics, the language of it. But what about the musical aspect of it? Or what about um, the tones that your app that you're uh creating makes? Like, is it making a tone that's like nails on a chalkboard or is it not making any noise at all? Um, I guess this is a, a roundabout. I'm just kind of word vomiting at this point, but um, it, I just think it's really important for us to step back and see that it's not just dot, dot, dot. It's all of it. And it gives us so much creative possibility. And also, Alex, congratulations on the job. I didn't know you were working at. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a lot of good stuff to unpack there. It is definitely a very all encompassing type of consideration. And, um, and yeah, I, I definitely see your point there, Gina. It's a, it's a good one. Um, Joe, hey, you welcome. What did you uh, want to talk about? Did you have a question or comment? Uh, yeah, actually, the, well, let me start by Manon. The, the reason I'm starting out with that one specifically is because while the guests were answering the question about audio branding, it occurred to me that that one piece 
right? It's three notes. It's tiny. And yet it does so much to marry itself to the brand. It's same with like Intel's musical piece, you know, dung, 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 except um, I do voiceover and singing. So when I'm contrasting the two in by Menon, it's actually kind of, it's violating one rule in voiceover because I would never stress by in a phrase. I'd say it's, it's by Menon and I'd stress the brand name, but they chose to start stress by to pull in the listener. I, I find the, it fascinating that it's a marriage of like art and, and science to be able to twist people's neurons so that this is this earworm gets in there. And, um, that's, uh, that's my comment. Joe, I have to jump off right now. I feel compelled to go put on some deodorant. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know why, but something just made me want to go get some speed sticks. So yes, there we go. It definitely works. It works. There's a key word in that. There's a key word in that. It's go. It, it requires you to act. You hear something and you're compelled to act. And I don't know if visual has that kind of yeah, intensity. Yeah, it's true. It, it does actually compel us. And yeah, Joe, it's a it's a great point. You're you're absolutely right. That is not a word that we would normally associate with being emphasized, but for some reason, it tugs at our brain in order, you know, to grab our attention when it does. <laughs> so yeah, quite something. It's an interesting thing to think about. And I think a lot of the jingles work that way. Uh, Shelly, welcome. Did you have a question or comment? Hi, Jody. I do. Um, I just want to say thank you for, for inviting me up on stage. This is absolutely fascinating to me. And, you know, when I saw that you were doing this, Jody, of course I had to jump on because you're Jody. And also, you know, as a voice actor like yourself and a singer, audio is, is part of my life and always has been. Um, but I just wanted to kind of back off a little bit of on what Alex was saying. Um, I actually teach a course called Voice Acting to Music and Effects because I think not only um, audio in general for branding is so, so powerful, obviously as voice actors, <laughs> we're, we're all audio, um, but it can also help us as performers and just everyday life too. And I go into the science of it on this course and, you know, help voice actors realise that if they play music when they're performing, if they're given a scratch track or something like that, it's shown in brain scans and things like that, that it highlights certain parts of your brain physically. You have a physical reaction, right? So it's so, so helpful for voice actors to not just forget about, you know, the rest of the audio media out there, the music, the effects even, you know, just showing like a Winnie the Pooh trailer with the, the normal music. And then people have done it with horror music and effects. It's the same clip, but it has a totally different effect on you. So we kind of delve into that a lot more and it's really, really, really powerful. So of course it would be really powerful for audio branding. So I'm learning some new stuff here because apart from my voice on my website as my audio branding, I really want to do a lot more with it. And I think as voice actors, why would we not? You know, So for me, this is an awesome panel and I'm learning a, a great deal. And I just kind of want to throw that in there is it's, you know, it's great audio branding, but it's also can help in so many other ways too. Um, yeah, I don't mm. know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting idea that um, voice actors understand how this works. We are a part of that audio brand. And mm. so if we understand how it works, we can authentically contribute to it. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's you know it's very interesting when I play music while a voice actor is reading a script, and I and the music changes while they're reading, and they don't know what's coming, and it for and literally trying to give them direction to change that would take. 30 times longer when the music changes they instinctively change the direction in their voice just to show you know just showing how powerful that is for for the reaction and the performance for voice actors so it's just another tool that i use personally um audio music effects all of that to help not just with my yeah, performance certainly but it's something that was a consideration too. for me when i was choosing it's the music for my podcast it's a lot that goes into that i'm sure jack right. deals with that right. all the time Oh, let, let me I'm tell sure. you, the, the, that is the hardest part of working with a new client of producing a podcast is um, choosing the music. Yeah. And I have a little questionnaire and I, I, I ask them a lot of questions to find out like, you know, what, what does your personal brand sound like? Right. Is it, is it classical? Is it, Motown, right? Is it, is it jazz? And, um, and people are very, um, particular and personal about their music. And, um, it's, it's actually one of the more difficult parts of, of starting a new podcast with a client because people struggle with what they want their theme song to be, you know, and, um, you know, it, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really fun thing for me because I can sit here and talk about music with a client all afternoon, but yeah, it is something that people really kind of struggle with, like what they want their yeah, music yeah, to sound like Yeah, it's definitely a big consideration. This has been part one of our interview. I hope you'll tune in next week for part two. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time. <laughs>